0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 594 with a review of Big Time Adolescence. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, once again, (laughs) we are talking about something coming to a streaming platform near you. Um, But this is the latest film that uh, just came out on Hulu that can be streamed now. It's called Big Time Adolescence. Um, so Steven, my question for you in this episode is, did you, when you, when you were growing up, was there anybody that you knew that hung out with like weird older kids? Um, and did you envy them or did you think that was super fucking weird?
1: So there were, um, my memory is it was the skater bros that would like, there would always be the skater dude who has usually some with an older brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the older brother, I wouldn't have known at the time, but they were almost definitely a drug dealer or something like (laughs) just something shady and kind of gaunt looking. And like, it would be this mix of kind of deadbeat older dudes. And then a couple younger people who clearly got something out of it, like thought it was cool, or maybe they got access to booze or something. So yeah, Yeah, yeah. those people existed. I did not envy them at the time. (laughs) But at the time, I was also very goody-two-shoes, so I probably saw them as like, oh, they're bad. You know, <laughs> I probably just thought of them as bad kids and moved on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I I didn't know any directly, but there were definitely kids I knew of who had dropped out even as early as like junior high. And every once in a while, you'd see them going around the neighborhood with older kids or you'd see people that disappeared from school, and then you'd see them with that guy who disappeared a few years back <laughs> um, yeah. and definitely did not envy any of those folks. I think, and also you and I, that that situation that you discussed about um, knowing somebody who had an older brother that gave them that avenue to start hanging out with people who were like the older kids, uh, you and I both exist at the older end of our sibling groups. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so So we didn't have older brothers who would have given us access to the their friend group um yeah. because we were the ones that were potentially in the place that would provide that for someone else
1: yeah and that's why if my dad comes back i should be the one that gets to spend a minute with him <laughs> <laughs> nice
0: <laughs> good, good good call back <laughs> um but yeah i, I, I was just curious because i i this this film is definitely uh, a story about a kid who is uh doesn't have his own friends but sort of borrows the friends from somebody else but it's not a direct older brother it's like the boyfriend of his sister which is makes yeah. it an, like an even more awkward sort of situation um yeah. which I guess I guess adds humor um we'll we'll find out momentarily I guess <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was the most like spoiler warning you way ever to leave us hanging like which i guess adds humor <laughs> we'll find out
0: all right well we don't want to leave people hanging too much so when you say we listen to the trailer for big time adolescence and then come back and give a review
1: let's do it this is dope this one yeah yeah it sort of just looks like a bunch of scribbles and dicks when you get older you realize that's kind of all life is it's just a bunch of scribbles and dicks and violence all want to avoid Zeke was my sister's ex-boyfriend. He was the man. You gotta jerk off before you go fuck a girl. I jerked off before I picked you up. So always be prepared. I don't know where the fuck we're going tonight. And he made me feel like the man.
0: Fuck yeah. Mo. We got a home run. Hey, who's gonna drink it? Hold on. What's
1: in that? Whiskey, beer, cough syrup, and Xanny bar. Oh damn. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's my dude. You meet some punk and you have no idea at the time that he's going to be parked in front of your house every day
0: for the rest of your goddamn life. You're in high school.
1: You should be making friends your own age. I like hanging out with you.
0: This weekend, Paul's house, it's so on. You should sell my pot at your party. You think I'm just going to walk into a party and everyone's going to want to buy pot for me? Call me crazy. He's ready to
1: party! You're no right acting real silly right now, all right? That chick is like 16 years old. Nick, I'm 16. Exactly. What? Hey, 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 hey.
0: Kids are supposed to make mistakes. That's what the whole point of being a kid is. Yo, I
1: think it's time. What the? You permanently inked Tongue Daddy to your skin. What does that even mean? Oh, my God. All
0: right. So that was the trailer for Big Time Adolescence. Uh, As we hinted at the beginning of the episode, it is the story of a young high schooler who has found himself best friends with an older guy who used to date his uh, current sister. (laughs) And, uh, you know, this guy is sort of a slacker, doesn't do a lot, kind of likes to party, drink, do drugs. And uh, this boy, the the young kid who is hanging out with him, um, you know, has to go through a a nice, fun little coming-of-age arc as he tries to learn um, what's important in life. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Stephen Miller, or should I say Tongue Daddy? <laughs> yes, what, Tongue Son. <laughs> what did you think of Big Time Adolescence?
1: I low-key kind of loved this movie, I think. <laughs> um, it it took me by surprise because I am not a Pete Davidson fan that I know of. Like I, I there, There's nothing about the idea of a, quote, pete davidson comedy that hooked me i was willing to watch it because you said it had come out on streaming and what am i gonna do you know i've got nowhere else to go yeah so, <laughs> so, well watch so it.
0: For, for a little more context this was i think supposed to debut like a week or so after it did and then hulu bumped it forward when everybody went into lockdown and was like oh shit let's just push this out now and hopefully we can get on board with everybody who's trying to stream shit right now Um, so that was part of the reason why we did it is because it was something that was released early specifically because of, um, the state of the world.
1: And, uh, and and I assume, I assume because it was a Hulu movie, it was always going to stream simultaneously, or do you know if it had a theatrical plan?
0: I do not know.
1: Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I, I was not that thrilled about the idea of seeing it. Um, but the moment it started, like by the time the opening credits or whatever come up, I knew I was just in to whatever this movie is doing. <laughs> um, I just think I've been trying to put my finger on what it is because obviously this is a kind of minor film in the sense that it, it isn't swinging for any fences you know there's no real grand arc or anything. It's just kind of a film about growing up coming of age you know we've seen that a million times, but this is done through. The lens of the kind of fucked up older kid and you I I made a joke about Onward before sorry spoilers for Onward if now that I tell the audience that that's what the joke was about (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think this actually pairs kind of great with Onward where it's the idea of the the older fuck up who has tender feelings and in their own perhaps misguided way, is trying to bestow what they know and what they understand on a younger person, and the younger person slowly deciding that they're too good for them, but then also appreciating that. It's interesting. I, I thought there was something there. Um, I think what I really like about this is it just, it seems to get the way high schoolers talk so, so right to me. Um I feel like every character in this movie, every interaction, especially Griffin Gluck, uh, the main actor from American Vandal, uh, who plays Monroe, and uh, Sophie, played by Una Lawrence, who is... I had seen her in, like, Pete's Dragon and a few other things, I think. Uh, Their dynamic is perfect to me. It it is just so well done in the kind of awkward, semi-ironic, semi-joking way that young people would talk to each other. I also just really like that it it deals with alcohol and drug use in a way where it walks this line where it is not super bad. It's not like, whoa, look at the wacky antics, look at the crazy mega party these kids are going to. But it also isn't full-on cautionary tale either. It's just very like, low-key and realistic, I feel like, in the like american vandal actually it it like it, it seems to just be right about the way that people who are this age hang out with each other and in particular how the deadbeats <laughs> would talk to each <laughs> other and yeah i just thought it it was pete davidson is always like charming and funny like in that he is a total fuck up but he's also really likable there's a great scene toward the end of this movie where he learns something that Monroe did and his response within two seconds is just so great. He's just like, good for you, man. Like like there's just <laughs> something about this guy. He is the guy that would like date your older sister and break up with her, but still hang out with like the kid six years younger because he's got nothing better to do. Like I it just felt so specific and yeah, I don't know. Against all odds, I really, really enjoyed uh, Big Time Adolescence. Call me the Tongue Daddy.
0: <laughs> I already called you the Tongue Daddy, Steven. Um, but yeah, I, I, I found this film surprisingly charming as well. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I, I think it is kind of funny. Like You're talking about like right from the beginning. Um, I, I, do the opening credits appear right after he gets in the car, after they break up?
1: i think so yeah
0: because it is kind of a funny situation where he's like where are you going he's like your sister dumped me i gotta go and he's like can i come with you and he's like sure (laughs) and they just go on and then it like slowly transitions into them in current day from like when he was a really really young kid um but i think that there is there is a surprising lot of heart in this film and sometimes it's in really really tiny doses um but it's it's moments where like you're just like everything's fun and you're hanging out and then all of a sudden like somebody says something you're like oh shit like where did that come from this is like an interesting there's a scene with the there's a there's a scene where the the father character confronts Pete Davidson um, and just like the way that plays out you're like oh shit where's where's this emotion coming from like I thought this was a f- jokey movie but like you see yeah. like it's it's like a you're, you're seeing like the father character is sort of like the chromogeny don't go out and have fun, but you like slowly realize that it's less about not going out and having fun and more about why can't you have fun with me? And like, there's little things like that, or or like, you know, later on the film when characters start to realize that like, they're both looking at the other person as the person who was cool, (laughs) like to kind of help give them purpose in, in their life and stuff. And I think, I think there's just a lot of, of, fun time that is happening in this i i, I think you know as, as you said yourself i i'm not the biggest fan of pete davidson mostly because i just don't have an opinion about him at all um i only know him from snl and when we saw him at clusterfest and i yeah. think a lot of the time his shtick is the guy who doesn't care like he has at least on snl he has sort of a lazy affectation of like Eh, I don't care. Like, ha- like half. I think half of his lines in SNL is him just going, "Okay." <laughs> like that's yeah. that's his whole his whole thing. Um, but in this film, he he actually has a lot of energy and he is driving. Yeah, big dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think that he has a lot to do in this that you don't see him do in, or I haven't really seen him do another thing. So. I think he brings a lot to the table in a way that works really, really well for this character. Um, And I think the whole crew of of guys who hang out at the house who are like completely oblivious to the fact that this like super underage (laughs) guy is hanging out with them. um, I I think there's a lot of humor that can be mined from different places. Um, And I I like too that this isn't a story of a guy's life spiraling out of control. Like this isn't a. you know, this isn't white boy Rick. Um, it doesn't turn into yeah. a thing where the FBI is trying to do stings and find out who the drug dealer is. It's just simple stakes that aren't really that bad, but um, are just kind of like, yeah, that seems plausible that they could get in trouble in this way. And I, yeah, I, I, I think I, I was surprised by how often I just had a smile on my face, not because of... The jokes, but because of just the the overall tone and charm that this film brought, and uh, yeah, I, I think for a film that was a total whim, it was uh, I had I had quite a good, good time watching it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I feel the same, and I think it does. It has a way of surprising you, like it it bucks a lot of the trends that a movie of this ilk would normally do, um, without spoiling anything. Multiple times there are characters who in this movie would do one thing, but who do a different thing instead, um, particularly like the female characters in this movie. Yeah. Um, it it resists the urge to give you the kind of clean, obvious, well, he learned a lesson and now let's move on arc. Um, it just seems to be more content with, like, almost closer to something like mid-90s of just like, let me show you this and that's it like obviously not as serious as mid 90s but i would say about as specific and accurate into the type of people these are (laughs) um (laughs) like the like the the hangouts him and his dumb older friends you know zeke and his crew the way they kind of shit at each shit on each other at the bar the way like the way they all hang out in this fucking house every night you know and it doesn't seem that cool it doesn't seem that fun they're just getting wasted but they're also not like just puking every night either it isn't like the extreme version of this it's just the it, it's what you did back when there was nothing else to do you know like yeah, yeah. when the idea of a fun night is like oh my god you know there's some beer over here let's sit on a couch and feel like kind of gross for like 7 hours and then go home <laughs> um, i feel like this just completely nails that energy and i like i like the self-awareness it has like it could have it be showing it through the eyes of monroe where it's like whoa this is really cool and like the movie could idolize the zeke character for a while but it doesn't like right from the get-go there are all these tips of like the way his parents act whenever he says he's going to zeke's house or like there's a certain moment when he wants to bring a girl over to Zeke's house. And internally, I'm just like, what are you doing? She doesn't want to go there. Why would you want to go there? That's not cool. You know, It. Yeah, yeah, the movie is just living in that line of like, it isn't cool, but Zeke is also charming and he is like a nice guy who cares about this kid. And I think it, it just conjures that really, really well. I also like, there's so much that just rung true to life for me in the like, being forced into a social situation that is kind of a party, but you're not having fun, but you have to do it anyway. Like there's a scene where this kid is in a car and he basically gets hotboxed against his will. And that like dread of like, shit, I guess we're doing this now because I don't have a ride, so whatever. That just felt so perfectly accurate to me of like... The things that would sound cool and when other people hear it, like, they would think it was an edgy move, but it's really just kind of, like, lame. And this this movie has so much fun with the, the lameness of what high schoolers think is cool.
0: <laughs> and I, I think, too, in that scene that there's an interesting thing going on there, too, because there is a context for which that hotboxing in the car would have been something Monroe would be into, right? Yeah. Like, if it was just the context of them, like, hanging out, and he's like, hey, you want to do this? He'd be like, sure, whatever, I'll do it. Well, I guess he said he doesn't smoke, so maybe he wouldn't. But there is something about it that would make him not be opposed to it. There's just an extra dynamic in that scene, which moves it from being just the normal hijinks to being a scary-ish thing. Yeah. And then a sad-ish thing when when the person who put him in that situation is not... uh paying attention to the fact that he doesn't want to be there um so yep. th- th- there's a lot of different things working in that scene that make it more than just a funny moment but is more of a like like oh man there are things going on here that make me sad now um but it leads into a pretty spectacular early fun
1: <laughs> oh, moment yeah. shortly after yeah, that, that scene <laughs> is great i should say too i've been calling him munro because that is technically his name but i think mo is what everyone in the movie calls him yeah um, yeah munro is my father <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, it just had a kind of, the closest touch point I could get is Freaks and Geeks and just like things that seem to like get the way adolescents vibe. Um, and yeah, it it wasn't swinging for the fences. It wasn't aiming that high. But I, like you said, I just always had a smile on my face. I was just super glad to watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be yeah. quarantine brain. that That probably makes me appreciate even more <laughs> when a thing is tender and enjoyable and... I don't, I'd been watching a lot of Kirby enthusiasm, so I think this was so much less cringy. It just made, <laughs> me, it made me feel good.
0: It, you, you just like thinking back to the time when you were a kid and you can go outside. So, getting to see oh, yeah. this kid go out and get stuck in hijinks and
1: stuff just <laughs> gives you a little
0: bit of joy that is, is lacking in your life right now.
1: Yeah, what I wouldn't do to hang out at Zeke's grandma's house right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, should we get to verdicts? Sure. All right. Uh, Steven Miller, if you're going to give this a must see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must avoid, what would you give it?
1: Chris, my brain says recommend with a caveat. And I know if I were being consistent with the movie we just reviewed, that would 100% be what I would do here. But I'm calling this a must see. This, <laughs> in my quarantine state, for the genre of movie it is of like coming of age comedy. I, w- I was so into this movie. I was just really really happy with it. So, quarantine brain, take with it what you will. I'm calling it a must see. <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna
0: let you keep your quarantine brain and give it a must see. I'm gonna get recommended with the caveat. It is sort of it it is it is the genre equivalent of the way back. I think it is a film that it's it's on in theory a conventional comedy um but it does sort of do its own thing and isn't completely beholden to some of the tropes of other similar things so it gets it gets like you know the good old time like i i, w- I was surprised by how much i enjoyed it um but i'm not quite ready to elevate it to a must-see i'll give a recommend with a caveat
1: like i'm pretty sure on letterboxd yesterday i gave it 3.5 so again i'm i'm going with my heart here
0: you you can you can must see a, a 3.5 film
1: yeah you're right thank you thank you
0: <laughs> all right uh well that is our review of big time adolescence um, <laughs> um steven miller if people want to find it to the week where can they do that
1: uh, people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com
0: people can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash R L. you can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to subscribe to the podcast you can do so on overcast stitcher apple podcasts or wherever podcasts are found um, if you want to know the episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoiler warning facebook.com slash the spoiler warning or instagram.com slash the spoiler warning if you want to get a hold of us directly you can send an email to fans at the or you can use the contact form on our site music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to big time adolescence so hopefully you're enjoying that and uh yeah we have one more review to do for this week it'll be a review of the netflix film uh, or the film that has come to netflix uh the platform um so get ready for that We will be back in just a moment.